You're listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 159 for September 14th, 2017. This week, we talk about prescription drugs, the Apple event, new Nintendo Switch games, it's the movie Living Without Sugar, and natural disasters. So stick around for the show. One, two, three, clap. I'm here. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, God. Bye. Okay. Bye. Shortest podcast ever. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bye. Uh, I Sometimes that's all you can say, isn't uh, it? I'm, I'm here. here. I'm I here. made it. I'm alive. Because honestly, sometimes that's all you can do. You can just be somewhere and be alive and not that's die. That's all you can do. So how you doing, Sam? You've had a, um exciting past couple days, I guess. I have. I was, I was visiting my parents. Something happened. And I had to go and visit my parents, but everything's fine. Everything's cool. And I'm back in Missoula. I did lots of driving. I had to fix my parents' computer. I had to do other things. And then I came back to Missoula and I'm flying out tomorrow. We're actually recording this on the day that I publish because this is how things work sometimes in life. Um, Tomorrow, Friday, I'm flying out to the Washington coast to go on a little mini vacay with the folks. Um, So I'm letting everyone know that at, I think, 8.30, I'm having a meetup in the Seattle SeaTac airport in um, the men's bathroom. So hit me up. And I uh, can't wait to see all your smiling faces. So. Oh, okay. Um, but no, I've, I've had a really, I've had a very interesting past couple days. I'm good. I'm ready for a little vacay. Um, but Joe t- just told me before we started the podcast that he was turning his AC on fan only. And it literally was snowing in the mountains here today. Like, Doesn't it always snow in the mountains, though? I mean, but like the past like few months, there's been like fires around Montana. Oh, it's been like right. 95. Right. And we've had these wildfires. It's been horrible. So we're finally getting some precipitation and it's like fucking 40 degrees out today. It's like crazy. It's super fucking cold. I'm ready. I'm I'm done with summer. I'm ready for spooky Halloween, spooktacular October. And then I'm ready for everything to die in the winter. I'm just ready. To well, go. it's not hot here. It's been about 60. Mm. But so I don't need my AC, but they take it like my apartment takes it out. And so I can't open the I can't open my window at oh, the moment because okay. it's in it. And so like it's all I can do right now. Oh, OK. So, and also, I, you know, they pay for the electricity that the AC uses. So I'm just like milking it for all it's worth right Honestly, now. Honestly, you might as well just waste as much as you can. That's I the should. American dream. I, de- I deserve it. I deserve it. You also, do. they are, um, they are showing my apartment on Saturday. Oh my God. I know. I've never had to have an apartment shown while I've still lived in it. Yeah. I feel like that's weird. It is very weird. It's like in your lease, usually that they can do that. They have to give you like 24 hours notice or something. Mm. But, um. They were like, try to tidy up and like clean everything. And I was like, honey, I'm moving. Nothing is clean when you're moving. It's Mm -hmm. in boxes. There are boxes everywhere. I'm trying to sell my furniture. P.S. If you live in Chicago, you want some cheap furniture and some free shit. Hit Joe up. Hit me up. Hit me up. I got shit to give away. You just come pick it up. Just email DK1 furniture supply at (laughs) hotmail.co.uk. That's it. That's the address. That's the spam address. God, someone's going to make that address now, you know? I mean, honestly, like, it's a it's worthless. It's a hotmail.co.uk address. That's true. No one's going to use it. I've been on hydrocodone this past week. What the fuck is wrong with you? Are you just doing it for fun? It's just like a cute Honey, little thing. That's how I get my kicks. You uh, know it. I, I know mean, it. honestly, when I'm there's addicted. nothing else you're doing, you might as well no. just, you know, get addicted to prescription drugs. It's the cool, <laughs> hip, new thing. No, I, um, did I talk about it in the podcast where I, like, really bad hurt my, like, muscles? on my right shoulder. I remember you complaining about it, but I didn't remember what happened. I don't I didn't I think it was that like, bad. I'd slept on it really weird and it had like really fucked up my neck for like mm. a couple of days. And then I we had to babysit. And so like it certainly didn't heal a lot during that time. Yeah. Um, but it it had gotten better and then I woke up earlier this week and it was just like completely seized up. Like that muscle was just like always it's contracted when it's like I don't know. Yeah. You, I, when it's something like, like that. hard. Yeah. yeah sure. It was, it was like, yeah, bad. Yeah. So I had some like dental work done a couple years ago and I still had the hydrocodone. So I Girl. took like half of one. I, do your parents do that? Oh, Literally yeah. every medication my parents have ever taken from like 40 years ago. If they don't use it all, oh, they my keep God. it. Yeah. I had so funny. I had a, um, oh God, I had some old codeine cough syrup 
from when I had some horrible flu or something like three and a half, four years ago. And I only recently threw it out. It was in my fridge for like four years because I was was like, I don't know. Like, I might need this someday. My parents totally do that unless it's like antibiotics that they like need to take all of it. But like take all that pain meds like, oh, God, I remember. So when my my grandfather and my mom's dad was like on the outs, like like having like he was dying. That's what I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say. He was fucking dying. Um, They prescribed like they prescribed, you know, dying people basically anything they want. And there's this really good anti-drowsy or no anti-nausea medication called Zofran that they. My uh, mom has some. Yeah, they they prescribed like a shit ton to my grandfather because he was going through chemo and shit. And when he died, my mom inherited like fucking 80 pounds of Zofran. It it comes oh, in handy so much when you're like like because I, I remember I was like really. Well, sick. they write that stuff a lot. They write it for you like if you are taking a, an across the. Excuse me, across ocean, like plane ride. Oh, yeah. They're like, you're going to get motion sick. Here's some Zofran. Right. Oh, it works so well. But my mom has like a lifetime supply of Zofran. And it comes in handy oh, when I'm nice. with her. And we're like on a plane or something or someone has the flu and we're traveling because it just shuts that nausea receptor sure. down, honey. It's perfect. Sure. God bless. But yeah, so hydrocodone, when are you going to sell it? I'm not selling it, honey. <laughs> I know. It's, it was, it's interesting, though. Like, it makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes the pain go away really, really well. But, like, I don't... I don't really like that feeling of not being completely there. Yeah, it kind of makes you hazy. Yeah, and even, like, the first night I took the entire pill, I took one pill, and it made me so crazy. Like, I stayed up playing playing Splatoon until, like, 3 a.m. I was having the time of my fucking life. It was amazing. But, but like, for the rest of the time, I would take half a pill just to help me go to sleep, and it Mm -hmm. was, like, more than enough. I don't know how they expect you. I guess if you're in super intense pain, yeah. you need like a whole pill of it or whatever, but it was, you know, it's been a hoot and a holler. I mean, honestly, days. live your fucking life, y'all. Yeah, probably don't get addicted <laughs> to prescription But also, you know, think, think about your life while you're also, living yeah, it. yeah, think about it while you're living it. That's, mm-hmm. a good, that's a good advice. I think the um, only, like, hard narcotic that I've been on was probably hydrocodone, and I, it was such a long time ago, it was when I got my wisdom teeth taken out they put me on on like heavy doses of ibuprofen like 600 milligrams or something like double the dose you get over the counter and then hydrocodone and i remember the hydrocodone working for me but i feel like that the hydrocodone made me nauseous did it make you nauseous at all um no it definitely made me constipated Ooh, that's fun that's an exciting moment my well i poop like three or four times a day like i am a shit machine can't you like time your poop so you have like a like a isn't it in your Google it's on calendar. A schedule. It used to be twice a day, and now it's been like three to four. And oh I my was God, like, Jamie Lee Curtis over here. For real, though, I was getting concerned. And I was like, <laughs> I like looked it up online. I was like, how much is too much pooping in a day? You're just, and it you're, was like anywhere. It was like, it's everyone is completely different. Some people poop like two to three times a week. Some people poop like two to three times a day, and it's fine. Two to three times and a I was week? Like, okay. I know. Oh my God. That's weird to me that anyone would poop. To that like if you don't I feel like if you don't poop in a day it Something's starts up. to concern me yeah totally like there's this episode of King of the Hill where he doesn't poop for like a week oh my god and he's like you know it's a it's a medical concern yeah you're like really stuffed up I feel like that your your engines are revving I feel like you're just at a high horsepower you're just I think so you're making you're making shits <laughs> like you're making I don't know I can't well if it's I feel like I don't even remember what I was gonna say something about poop I don't know something whatever we don't have to we don't have to continue talking about poop. <laughs> Did you watch? I know both of us are Android and Google Pixels. We got those shoved up our assholes. Oh yeah, honey. Um, it's, it's gaping. But did you see the iPhone, the new iPhone? I want to call it the iPhone X. It sounds so much cooler than iPhone 10, but I know right. they're calling it iPhone 10. Um, I slept through the event and then I caught up on Twitter afterwards. It boggles my mind that they're just now getting like OLED screens. Mm-hmm. They've had like LCD screens this whole time. And I'm like, holy shit. Right? It's crazy. Apple's behind. I'm sorry. Like I you're mean, paying for And there's, what is it? $999? Yeah, it's like a thousand US dollars for the iPhone 10. Holy shit. I don't, that's, that's 
seems like way too much. Right, exactly. And I don't it's they're just getting around to wireless charging. Thank God they're using yeah. a standard though. Like they're cuz like wireless charging's been around in the Android universe for like 5 fucking years and there were competing standards, but I think the stand, standard that everyone is like in in it to win it is called Qi, QI. I think it's pronounced Qi charging. Um and I'm just fucking thankful that you know Apple didn't pull a lightning connector on this and try to have their own wireless, you know, uh, charging standard because these Qi charging stations are fucking everywhere. They're this, I think they're the stations that are in Starbucks. There's Qi charging stations. Oh, yeah. In, they're like um, built in to the counters sometimes. Yeah, and th- there's Qi charging stations in like Ikea desks now. Like they're like integrated. Like that technology is being integrated into things. So I'm actually kind of fucking surprised that Apple wasn't like, oh, like, oh, we're going to have our own proprietary standard because that's what they like to do. Um, but, you know, congratulations on, you know, having an open standard with, you know, your wireless Qi charging after Android's been doing it for like five on, years. Congratulations on getting stuff we've all, the rest of us have had for like five plus years. Finally. And then overcharging. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I think that if you have I'm going to offend a lot of Apple and I'm Mac ready. users right here. Apple sells aesthetic and they overcharge it at that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the hardware's not there. You buy you can buy something so much better in a PC for a lot less yeah. uh, than you can like an Apple computer. Mm-hmm. And then it's also like they lock you in. Like Google at least pretends to play nice with other. <laughs> That's a good systems. way to describe it. They're, at least they like try to give you a glimmer of hope. Right. They're like, okay, you can use Gmail on this. You can use, you know, your contacts or whatever. Yeah. But like Apple tries to like lock you into their system and then mm-hmm. it's outdated. So you like can't escape. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't think anyone who only owns Mac and Apple things could ever call themselves like a tech person right it just doesn't seem it seems like a contradiction to me i feel like that it's pretty and if you like pretty things and you like paying a whole lot for pretty things go for it exactly it's 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 pretty it's streamlined it's simplified it's usually easy and intuitive to use not yeah. that anything else isn't easy and intuitive to use but you're paying a premium for having all of those in a device mm-hmm. i guess and I will say, like, their operating system's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, like, since it's theirs and they own it and they don't let other people change it, they can control how apps work on it. So yeah. a lot of apps run a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But that I feel like that used to be, like, like, it's more even now. Yeah, I feel like that there used to be a way bigger divide between the performance of an Apple product versus a performance, like, like, a, the, like an iPhone versus an Android device. Like, Android yeah. devices back in the day were, like, absolute fucking garbage they started out pieces of shit oh yeah totally and it took them a long time but now we have like the google pixel and it's like fucking amazing like i love it um but no i I totally agree i just i caught up with the apple event i didn't watch a lot of it um but didn't wasn't there one more thing like the iphone 8 like didn't they just like have the iphone 8 on the back burner because they were just talking about the iphone 10 so much or something I guess. I guess it's the it's like the one that looks like all the rest. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what's special about it. And now they have what? what is it? Touch. It's not touch ID anymore. Now it's it unlocks face ID your face. or something. And I was like, that sounds horrible. Why don't you put a touch thing on the back of it? Like <laughs> all Android phones have yeah, now. I, I, they remove the, the home button. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's very it's well, like I'm a piece of no fucking glass. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's it's uh, I guess a lot of people were were on Twitter kind of complaining about the security concerns of of unlocking a phone with just your face, I guess. And I, I guess the concerns were like, I mean, like all the police have to do is like shove your phone in your face and it'll unlock for them. Or like, will your phone unlock if you're unconscious and someone points your phone at you? Like, like, what are the oh, you interesting. Know, like, like I didn't a, think what, about it. What are those kind of situations? Although, I guess like with your um. Um, for your right to privacy, apparently in the U.S., like you apparently you don't own. I mean, you own your fingerprint, but apparently it's easier to get the police to force you to unlock your phone with your fingerprint relative to if it's like a passcode, because a passcode is something you know and a fingerprint is something that you have. Yeah, they can force you to fingerprint unlock something. So like they tell you if you're like Android makes you have a backup 
PIN number, which I guess Apple does too, make a backup PIN number. Yeah, and case, I feel like that's like, always a good idea to work. have that second form. Yeah, and so like if you restart your phone, it has to have the PIN to start up the first time. So if like you get pulled over or something, they tell you to like hold down your restart button on your phone. Right, restart so that your phone it immediately. So have to be PIN number. Yeah. 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 But apparently Apple has some sort of version about that where you hit the button like five times or something. And, it, and then it forces you to type it, in something. Yeah, it kicks you into PIN number or password mode or whatever god bless that the only thing that i i mean i uh, whatever apple it's pretty i it, it's i love looking at apple products i because it gets me a fucking hard on for technology or whatever but i think today google announced that they're uh gonna have their pixel event on october 4th or something oh i didn't hear about it um i think they literally just announced it today i think they just put up the web page about like you know something's happening october 4th whatever and it's like all the pixel 2 leaks that are coming in it's like we finally get to actually fucking see it but yeah you know I oh, I love technology. It's it's great, but whatever. Apple, Android wars, blah 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 blah. I guess Google um, Master Race, PC Master Race, PC Master Race. Joe is a <laughs> uh, girl gamer. I mean, I'm problematic as fuck. I don't care if you have your Apple stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. we just like it's to fine. complain. It's fine if you're if you're fine overpaying for something. That's fine with me. Okay, mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine with me. I love I love your little backhanded <laughs> fucking comments. Oh, I'm a bitch. You are a bitch. I want to um, take a quick moment to uh, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, except it's not. Um, I want to give a shout out really, really quickly um, to a friend of mine who is doing a podcast about introverts. And I know a lot of us listen um, and a lot of us are kind of nonverbal and a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast are most likely more on the introverted side. I know I'm more introverted. Joe's admitted that he's more introverted. Um, It's a podcast called Fairly Reserved, which I feel like um, definitely fits with the theme of introversion. Um, It's called Fairly Reserved with David Smith. And he talks about um, a a bunch of different he talks with a bunch of different types of creative people. He's based in West Virginia um, and he he talks about him being an introvert himself and um, other introverts that he interviews and how they deal with their introversion and, you know, kind of how what their Myers-Briggs tests are and how that kind of goes into their daily life and how they function as an introvert. And they just kind of talk about the different types of introverted people around. And on episode four of the podcast, which was posted August 16th, David Smith interviewed a good friend of mine, comedian and all around good person, Rebecca Fitzgerald, who Joe and I both know. Oh, yeah, I saw her tweet about it. Um, And so I just wanted to give a quick, quick shout out because I love shouting out podcasts that are interesting and um, that are fairly small, kind of like us. And so if you guys want to check out Fairly Reserved with David Smith or on um, iTunes, I don't think they have a website, but they have a Facebook. That's probably the easiest way to look into it. Go to Facebook. Facebook.com slash fairly reserved, all typed out. Um, and I'd appreciate it uh, if you just took a little listen to each of them. Um, but if you're going to listen to one specifically, listen to the one with Rebecca Fitzgerald because she's a good friend of mine and she's really fucking funny. It's episode four. They talk about introversion and stand up comedy and how Becca has dealt with being an introvert and kind of getting out there and doing stand up because that's something that she really likes to do. So I just wanted to give a little shout out to Fairly Reserved with David Smith. Facebook.com slash fairly reserved. There you go. Cool. I'll check it out. Speaking of being fairly reserved, I was fairly reserved last Sunday before I went to Stephen King's It, but after I was not fairly reserved because Wow. Fucking, I don't know. I tried to, I tried to bring it that in there, and bad. I couldn't. That was uh-huh. bad. That was a bad segue. I'm sorry. Not our worst, though. But yeah. No, no, definitely yeah. not our worst. But I saw <laughs> it. Did you see it yet? I haven't seen it yet. I'm kind of <gasps> waiting until I'm in DC. Oh, you can go see it with your fella. Yeah, I don't know if he'll. I don't. I still haven't. He's not totally convinced. He's like not as excited about it as I am. Okay. But I'm trying to get him there. So um, is he? Is he we'll a horror uh, movie fan? Not really. He doesn't like hate horror movies or anything. Mm-hmm. I I personally don't think he's seen like the good one. Yeah, he's, he's like a, he he thinks he knows, but he doesn't know. Well, see, I don't even know if he thinks he knows. Like maybe oh, okay. he's just seen American horror movies, and there just aren't very mm-hmm. many good American horror movies. For you one need to thing. introduce him to the good shit. Well, and in all other aspects, he's like a movie guru. Mm-hmm. Like he has shown me so many movies that are amazing. But I need to show him some of my like Asian horror movies. I think. You do. Oh my god! Anyway, you have such great taste in Asian would, horror movies. How was it? Um. So 
the thing about it is I thought it was going to be like a like a straight up horror movie. It it was like a thriller with horror aspects, which I, I was surprised about. Like there were some really interesting comedic moments. There were really lighthearted moments. And then there were like, holy shit, like there's this fucking clown that just like ripped off a boy's arm. It's not really a spoiler. It happens at the beginning of the movie. Um, plus, there's a fucking book, y'all. Um, but overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, this is coming from someone who, like I said last week, I've seen seen bits and pieces of the the Tim Curry version from years and years back. And as someone who has listened to bits and pieces of the It audiobook. So I haven't, like, I didn't read the fucking book. I didn't read the, it's like, like 1600 pages or something. It's like the fucking Bible. But regardless. Like heaven forbid. You know? Yeah, heaven forbid you read heaven something forbid. long. It's crazy. I would, I couldn't. I, 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 I could not. It's like, it's crazy. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it as someone just casually watching and someone who who, who likes scary things and creepy things and um, just kind of thrillers in movies. I really, really enjoyed it. My roommate, however, um, is not a horror movie. She gets very scared with like scary things and she she enjoyed it. But she said, I, I liked it, but I never want to see it again. <laughs> But it wasn't anything like with the movie per se. It was because that she was scared. But I guess that's kind of like, you know, there's a creepy fucking clown that's like kills children and sucks out their souls. I guess, you know, it's supposed to be kind of creepy, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. I wonder, well, so do you get scared during scary movies? Like, do you feel fear and then do you go home and you get into bed at night and you're like thinking about it and you're freaked out? No, no, I don't either. Like at all. Like that switch doesn't exist. I did when I was a kid, but I feel like as an adult, I feel like I just know too much about the world that I'm just like, don't really. And it doesn't affect me that way. I get like spooked. I get like, um, like my heart rate goes up. Like, obviously, like I get it's it's that thrill effect that I get um, when I see something scary in a theater. But it doesn't affect really affect me afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. you're talking about. It's not something that like I think about and that like actually that I can't I'm like can't go to sleep over, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I enjoy the that feeling in the moment where I'm like watching something scary or spooky or thriller esque. I my I like friend that, that adrenaline pump. My friend in Arkansas like won't even like I can't even mention aliens around her. Like or what? or anything being haunted or anything. She just like it she is so terrified of everything. Oh my God. I know. And I'm that's like that's so crazy to me. We're like almost 30. <laughs> I don't know. Like I know funny. that's like, I, know, I guess there's no age range where you're supposed to stop being scared of like, uh-huh. but like a supernatural horror stuff, mm-hmm. that stuff I'm like, okay, maybe grow up a little bit because yeah, I, I you're guess, not going to get abducted. Yeah. Your house isn't haunted. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You, I mean, maybe be scared if you watch a movie of like someone breaking into your house and murdering you and sure, maybe that'll scare you at night. Yeah. Like, what's like, the reality factor of this right. actually happening? The reality factor is what gets me like when something so supernatural happens that people are afraid of that i'm always like come on get mm-hmm. a hold of yourself sweetheart right come on sweaty oh well, well i gotta I go mean, see it i i totally recommend it i i hope you enjoy it. there's one thing apparently in the book this is the thing that people are talking about um, oh i know what you're online. gonna talk about it's, a, it's about like the the child orgy scene or mm-hmm. something in yeah. the book that like apparently people are like it's the one scene in the book that people are like why is this in there and then it's not in the movie obviously right because it apparently it doesn't make any sense really in the book Stephen King has like tried to defend it I guess because he's like a, he's a weird dude like whatever um but I I don't know like people were talking about it and I guess it doesn't really make much sense to me because I have I don't know the context of it what it's in the book like you know this like I, these kids are like like 11 to 13 and there's like an orgy between them um and so it's like I'm I mean I'm glad it wasn't in the movie because I feel like it wouldn't have fit in my opinion and I don't know how it would have fit in the book because I haven't read it, um, but I didn't feel like it, it. I didn't feel like the movie needed an orgy scene in there, so I, I guess I'm fine with it not being in there. But people are up in arms and controversy or whatever because they're just finding out because the movie's coming out that this orgy scene is in the book and they didn't include it in the movie. Well, I, I guess I don't really Stephen have much King, to say about it. Stephen King is kind of known for putting like sex scenes in books that don't really belong or that you wouldn't is think that right? belonged or like weird. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I've read. I haven't read a whole lot of Stephen King. Yeah. But... 
I don't know. I did read his defense of the scene and having not read the book either, just like hearing about the scene. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird because you think of like a middle aged man writing about kids having sex and you're like, OK. And you're like, uh. that's what's a little unsettling. That's what. Well, that's part of what's unsettling. Yeah. And then but it's like, you know, I mean, you should write whatever, you know, the truth isn't always and which is not truth is fiction. But like a story you're trying to tell isn't always going to be like PC or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. But then it's also like, I don't know, reading about the scene, it sounds kind of sexist and like weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't it's know. It's like, what did this bring to the story? Right. I just, it just, it, it rubbed me the wrong way, but I haven't read the book either. So I don't really have anything to say about it other than I don't want to imagine him writing a sex scene like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want to. I That's the <laughs> that's thing. That's what's off-putting to me. Um, My sister read the book um, yeah. and she hasn't seen the movie yet. She really wants to see it. And I'm seeing her um over our vacation since it's, it's my family. We're all going to the ocean together. And so I'm going to pick her brain a little bit and ask her about the scene because um, I know that she was super uncomfortable reading that scene in the book. And so I'm, I but I don't know the context. So I'm going to kind of pick her brain and be like, so did the scene make sense in context when you were reading the book or did it feel really out of place? And so I'll see if she says anything, you know, about it that anyone else hasn't said. But right. I'm, ass- I'm assuming because most people that I've talked to, it sounds like that the book could have been the same book without that scene. Like It wasn't in the uh, in the old show either. Yeah, 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 you're right. And that seemed to work great without it. So yeah, like it was a it was a huge hit without that, too. And I I mean, it's raking in the box office bucks right now with the, the theatrical version without that child orgy scene in it, too. So, I mean, good job not including the child orgy scene, well, I guess. Congratulations. Who, who knew you could have a movie do well without a child orgy scene? Who knew you'd, you you could have just done without that and who be totally knew? fine? Um, did you hear? This is like two weeks old news. Mario's not officially a plumber anymore. Yeah, he's retired. He's a retired plumber. It's about goddamn time, honestly. Yeah, they updated his uh, Japanese language profile, which I would consider to be the most canon of all canon. Right, yeah, the exactly. Japanese from, from the source. Um, right. It says he says something like he seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. Oh, okay. That's so sad. Well, I guess he's too busy, you know, saving really old damsel in distress tropes. It's kind of yeah, that's stupid, and and also. <laughs> So they had the Nintendo Direct, which was basically just like garbage, a big pile of shit with some more Mario Odyssey tacked on the end of it. They kind of spoiled the entire everything about Odyssey. I mean, like they, what do you think? It's you know, you're, I mean, you rescue Peach. There's the yeah. story. Spoiler. I, I mean, alert. I guess, but it, but it showed like all of the different levels you go to and stuff. And I'm just like, I kind of didn't want to know this. Yeah, I guess. I guess. At least I mean, it it's didn't, not the like, biggest show deal. I'm, anything I'm gonna, in them. Yeah, I'm still gonna fucking buy it. Obviously. Yeah, I'm really. excited excited about it but, but I, I don't I, the, the, what did you think of the direct it was shitty like yeah. i didn't i didn't the new splatoon stuff i was like crazy about i was like oh that's so cool yeah but the rest of it i was hoping which i guess people weren't really expecting like stuff to be announced in this direct but there was always yeah. like a chance like the fucking bayonetta people have been teasing bayonetta they like retweeted the direct stuff and it was like okay so maybe they're hinting that like bayonetta 2 is going to be ported or there's going to be a uh, bayonetta it 3 needs to be ported to the switch absolutely no news of that no animal (sighs) crossing no smash no like anything that anybody Mm -hmm. wanted it's just like the only thing that kind of caught my attention was the new what is it square enix called like octopath something yeah that looked interesting yeah it did until they were like let's see is it that game one of the people is a is a dancer one of the characters and like her move is to like seduce people Ugh. like i think they called it alluring Ugh. people and i was like really the woman Ugh. character her weapon is her seducing body. people yeah i was like uh and then they they showed so much xenoblade stuff and mm-hmm. i was the entire time i was like why is this 12 year old wearing a fucking thong in this game <laughs> Literally. And she's a support character. She's a support character, of course. She can't be anything else. Mm -hmm. But she was like, literally, she's wearing like translucent shorts over a thong. And I was like, what is this character? Yeah. Doesn't make any goddamn sense. I know. I was, I'm just constantly surprised when I shouldn't be at like, that is 2017 and what like women are reduced to it in the video games that are like still coming out. It's so crazy. There's been no change whatsoever. Yeah. And, and, 
and it you should be glad that you're woke about it because so many people aren't and the more people that are you know outraged about it then maybe the game developers will be like oh well maybe we, sh- we should stop reducing women to sex objects within games and support characters and sexy lingerie and not having having actual move sets that don't involve their body or their looks you know like the it's it's good to be vocal about that sort of shit and like maybe actually having women be real characters instead of actual just objects in games so it's it's good that you notice these things and it's good that other people are noticing it because it's a problem and it should be changed yeah i guess i, I guess it's just, old japanese people yeah. it really is it's, well it's old fucking even the developers here it's just it's just men old men yeah <laughs> it is it's men in general mm-hmm. as men it's men it's men it's fucking men but those were the um, only things that really like i don't know the graphics for the octopath traveler thing mm-hmm. i don't know if it was what they were showing wasn't finished or something but it was like the lighting was weird to me Interesting. Like half the time I couldn't see the fucking screen because there was like a screen glare on it. I was what? like, what That's weird. is this? It was so weird. The graphics looked interesting. Mm-hmm. They're mixing like pixel with like CGI. And I was like, okay, right. you're trying something new. Props for that. Yep. But like, it's also not like super new. And then it's also like, I don't know. But Joe, we're getting Minecraft for Switch. No, Minecraft's already been on Switch. We're getting it for 3DS. What? Oh, see, I, I didn't even watch the direct. I only got to like the tweet updates. It's been on Switch oh. for a long time now. But do, it's do people now play it on Switch? 3DS. Uh, I don't know. We got it's a always, name. We got a name store. for the new Kirby game, which I think looks cute. I don't know if I'll buy it, but I like looking at cute Kirby shit. Yeah, um, I've never been a Kirby person. It's understandable. It's a very like. I feel like it's a very niche audience. Yeah, it doesn't. It kind of seems mindless. Like it's I guess very there are other mindless. video that's games. That's a very that are good way to describe it. Yeah, which isn't bad for a video game. That's great. It just like, like it doesn't require much skill. It's it's just kind of just it's yeah. just cute. It's just an interactive cute art project. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm still waiting for fucking ukulele to come out on Switch. Yeah, it should be soon. Apparently, yeah. allegedly. Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. I've been waiting like a year. <laughs> it's I've crazy. only played like 40 minutes of the game or something, but I really like. It. Do you have it for PC? I have it for PC. Okay. I would like it for Switch though. Yeah, see, like um, I was what I, I backed it like a hundred years ago in during its Kickstarter when it was originally mm-hmm. gonna come out for the Wii U, and then they were like, LOL, Wii U's dying, we're you know, switching development over to the Switch. And then they had an option with you could either transfer your license that you had for the Wii U to a new console or the PC. And I was like, Well, if I if I get it for the PC, then I know that I'll get it sooner um than the Switch. Switch, but I want to play it on the Switch because it'll be portable. So I opted for the Switch, which, you know, ukulele's been out for months and we're still waiting for the Switch versions. But I'm I'll be patient. I'm excited. I'm kind of glad that I'm gonna be playing ukulele for the first time after they've really gone through about a bunch of bug fixes and camera fixes and stuff. Because there were a lot of the complaints when the game first came out, a lot of those allegedly have gotten solved with um game updates, which I'm kind of excited about. Um Yeah, I haven't had any problems nice. I, like when i started playing it a couple of people warned me about it and i didn't find any issue at all honestly That's i mean good like to i hear. said i'm only on like through world one but mm-hmm. seemed fine to me do you find it I think difficult it will be at all? a fun game do what do you find ukulele difficult at all no it's sort of getting back in that mindset of like what old 3d platformers used to be where it's like you're not really told sometimes you're just like put in a world and say they say go find this shit yeah and you don't really have a map you don't know where it is it's just a lot of exploration. Yeah, which is fine. It's just like getting back into that mindset mm-hmm. of, oh, like this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This like doesn't make sense and it doesn't have to make sense. And that's what platformers used to be. Yeah. And it's fun. Nice. Yeah, I think I'll probably end up buying it for Switch, too. Cool. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, you're going to get Rocket League? Oh, God, no. Are you kidding oh, me? Rocket League. I mean, oh. I feel like that it's fun. It looks fun that uh, Rocket League's coming out for the Switch, and the graphics look comparable to the PC version. I don't know what kind of fucking witchcraft and optimization they did for the Switch version, but there's videos of people playing the demo at, like, one of the conferences back in a few months ago when they had a, a Rocket League demo, and it looks smooth as fuck. I just, like, I don't know, if I wanted to play Lucio Ball, 
Ball, I'd play Lucio Ball, but whatever. I heard it like it's like worse than Lucio Ball. Really? I just I don't know. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a sports fan. It's like combining monster having, trucks with soccer. The cool thing about it though is that you can team up with other people on different platforms. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I didn't like, know that. You can be playing on your Switch, be on a team with someone who's on the Xbox and the PS4, and like yeah. This sounds like I I don't know of any game that's done that. I don't either. So it's really it should be really cool. Hopefully that opens up like possibilities for other game devs to kind of try to implement cross-platform play. That I mean, would be I'm, nice. I'm yeah. sure that it's a hassle to implement, well, but I mean, if Rocket League can pull it off successfully, I feel like it'll be awesome. On on most first-person shooters, though, like PC users would have a huge advantage. If yeah, they were like paired yeah. up with Xbox because you have mouse PS4. and keyboard versus a, a right. controller. Your it, accuracy is completely different. Yeah, which is why I think it works with Rocket League because everyone's playing with a controller, or else like the mouse and keyboard are pretty similar the controls are comparable yeah right um but yeah other first person shooters i feel like are like different games on different platforms yeah are you gonna be when i play star wars battlefront on my boyfriend's ps4 it's Mm -hmm. like i can't play it yeah it's It's like totally different yeah well i'm ready for you to become a splatoon champion and then become a professional rocket league player so honey i'm ready i am looking for well me and frame have been doing league in uh not league of legends league and okay i was worried we played a little league of legends together as y'all well, fucking nerds not in a while i know i know oh my god um we almost got ranked in north america in the <gasps> top 100 we oh were my just god. outside of it just outside of it you're so close you can taste it uh so we're we're working on that but i need another splatoon like partner mm-hmm. because you have to do league in pairs or either in pairs or in a group of four. Oh, so i need like someone who is who's available like 24 7 submit me. your applications to joe now yeah you have to be good don't even talk to me if you suck at splatoon mm-hmm. i didn't even buy splatoon i'm not even gonna <laughs> Don't you worry, honey. I'm not even I'm not even in contending, girl. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, well, I, that's, that sounds super fun that you're like you're getting up there in the ranks, girl. Well, it's I have a long way to go if I want to get good at the game. You, you know, can do it. You could be top girl. It's fun just to play. It's also nice because like there's no chat. And you don't so have to deal don't, with like, like toxicity. Yeah. People don't harass you like an Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I've been upset with Overwatch lately. I am very upset with a lot of the changes they're making yeah. and all they do is they balance the game around DPS bros and all they do is like Jeff just came out with a um what are they called the things a developer update a developer update where he talked about le- the like growing toxicity in the community mm-hmm. and it's like yeah this is your fault you made this happen <laughs> you initially our reports didn't do anything yeah. when we reported other players and now you're coming here and you're saying it's a growing problem yeah it's because you haven't tried to stop it like mm-hmm. this is your fault like y'all just gave us a report system for console like yeah like an hour ago exactly <laughs> it's like, like no wonder really no fucking wonder everyone's an asshole in that game because they're not policed <laughs> I mean, girl, you ain't wrong. You ain't fucking wrong. And it's bad. Like, I don't know. I don't. I just haven't wanted to deal with that. The hot new game Splatoon. Everyone move over to Splatoon. Move on. Come on over. Move on over. Come on. Let's merge. Oh, well, uh, how about we move on to our favorite things? Let's do it, girl. These are a few of our favorite things. So, John. Yeah. What's your favorite (laughs) Mine is a Miley Cyrus song. Oh, bye. <laughs> Honey, what? Have you seen Miley's new phase she's going through? Uh, the one where she's like actually turning back into a regular human being. The one where she doesn't smoke pot 24-7. That's oh my what God. I care about. Mm-hmm. She's not like... I don't know. Not no offense if you smoke pot twenty four seven. I just don't want to hang around you if you do. Yeah, exactly. You're just fucking boring. It's just annoying when people like when people are so one dimensional. It is. It's the same thing with people with. Okay, as a gay person, I can say this. It's the same thing when you meet someone and the only thing about them is that they're gay. They won't shut the fuck up about how they're gay all the time. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the thing that baby gays do all the time because they're like, oh my god, I'm gay. I'm out. Like, oh my god, I'm so gay. Like, like, accept me. I'm gay. It's like we get it. You're gay, but there's many other parts of you and if you're just gay like you aren't interesting to me so hashtag bye and I feel like Miley was like that with like she's like oh my god I'm so crazy like I'm so fucking crazy I'm so unpredictable like I smoke weed like oh my god I'm so crazy and now she's like a multi-dimensional human being again I'm just like welcome back to earth Milers. 
Well, what annoyed me about her was that she tried to, like, erase all the stuff that she had done, like Hannah Montana, whereas, like, Hillary Duff, like, embraces it. Raven Simone embraces it. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's what's part of your, how you got to where you are. Yeah. And now Miley is like, that's cool. I did all that stuff and it's chill. It's part of who I am. She's starting to embrace her past. Right. And I like the new version of Miley. She has a song called Younger Now, which is my favorite thing this week. Lyrics are kind of awful, if I'm being honest they're very i mean they're nothing that would ever win a writing award they're mm-hmm. simple and i mean i would compare them to jessica's lyrics girls generation her solo that's, lyrics. that's a dig i would uh <laughs> compare them but say they have a little bit more meaning and power behind them than jessica's oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but it's just a it's just a nice song it's catchy gets mm-hmm. stuck in your head i've seen a few live performances and her voice is great mm-hmm. oh yeah it's, you can't deny that miley has a great voice yeah it's true she's got a pretty powerful like live voice mm-hmm. it's like low and raspy and it just sounds really good yeah but I just the thing I don't like about like when people people who smoke pot all the time is when that's all they talk about and yeah, all they exactly. care about is like the next time they're going to get high. Mm-hmm. And I don't know something about like Miley's last phase just reminded me of like a super like my phase when I was in my early 20s. I think we all go c- kind of through like a crazy little phase. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mine was not like as crazy as hers. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just like you see people in that phase when you're on the other side of it and you just like can't relate to them anymore. I feel like it's, it's a maturity like, thing. Yeah, yeah it I, definitely I hate, is. I hate saying a maturity thing because it makes you like sound like that you're better than someone. But no, I feel like that it's something that a lot of people go through and I feel like they grow from it and they realize like, oh, there's more to life than this. It's like a discovery phase. Yeah, that's a good and way to describe like, it. And then it's like when you're on the other end of having already discovered those things that you're searching for, mm-hmm. when you see other people discovery phases you're like oh i just want to explain to them everything they're going through but you can't you just gotta let them learn it for themselves yeah Mm -hmm. and so like it's kind of hard to watch people go through their discovery phases for me yeah but anyway good song younger now it's been stuck in my head it's got a cute music video to it as well Mm -hmm. she's got like an elvis thing going on Ooh, it's good it's quirky i'll just have to check it out welcome back milers welcome back milers it's nice to have you back it's nice to have you back, and it's nice to have all your past versions with you. Mm-hmm. God bless. Because I like Tana Montana. I mean, honestly, yeah, it was a very child-friendly Disney cute. It was cute. It was very cute. Had some good songs. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I can agree with you on that. Uh, so what's your favorite thing this week? My favorite thing is uh, trying to forget about Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. Remember that album? Um, There's one song I like on that album. I think it's called Karen. Uh-oh. It's okay. <laughs> I never listened to it, but yeah. Didn't she like release it for free on SoundCloud or some shit? I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of like a mixtape sort of situation Yeah. Where it's like free. I don't know. Yikes. Anyways, so um, my favorite thing this week, it's two songs also, but not from Miley. Um, what? And it's surprisingly, it's not K-pop, although I am still working through the second half of the list. Don't hassle Good. me, but I'm I'm getting through it. Um, but anyways, okay. So I have two songs that I've been pretty much obsessed with lately. Um, one is by a, a band that I had no idea who they were. My sister of all people um, clued me into them, and it's called A Bibio Sound Machine. A Bibio Sound Machine, Sound Machine which is I B I B I O Sound Machine. Um, and they have two albums. Uh, the most recent album came out this year called um, Uri, I think. Um, I don't. I don't know. Basically, the the single is called "Give Me a Reason" by Abibio Sound Machine, and it's this like Afro disco electronic funk um, collective with this. Uh, they're the front the front runner or the front woman is named um Anna Williams and she is a first generation um African English woman and so she I think she's based in London um but she has all these like um afro electronic funk uh, influences from I think she's from Nigeria and she like talk raps and sings mostly in her native African language but it's on top of these like really good break beats and she has this really incredible like African infused style that's super 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 fucking fun um, the music video um, is super great for give me a reason I definitely recommend people to listen to it if you're into like disco electronic funk um, like really nice bass lines really like 
hard hitting grooves. Um, I don't know what the fuck she's saying in this song, but I love it. I don't need to know what she's saying. Um, the whole she's album. Saying, it, I hate gay people over prob- and over. Probably she. Yeah, she's it's probably <laughs> no. some subliminal fucking message. Um, the whole album that it, that it's come from, which is um, Uri, U-Y-A-I. I don't know. Um, the whole album's really good, and it's 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 very much in tune with this like disco electronic funk um, sort of genre. So that's one of my songs that I've been super obsessed with. And then the other song that I've been super obsessed with is um, Cry Baby by Paloma Faith, who is someone that's pretty big in in the UK, I guess. I didn't really know of her existence. Apparently, she's I think she's like a, a judge on The Voice UK or something. I'm probably totally wrong. Basically, she's like been in and out of the music industry. She's been on a hiatus for a while, and she came out with this new single called Cry Baby. And the reason why I'm interested in it is because it's produced by the same producer that produced Ellie Goulding's first album, which is by far Ellie Goulding's best album, Starsmith. Um, And so Starsmith uh, produced this, or helped produce, he was involved with um, Paloma Faith's new single, Cry Baby, and it's super fucking good. You can totally hear the, like, resemblance with Ellie Goulding's past work, um, which I really, really enjoyed, so obviously I really enjoyed this song. It's super, super good. Um, Paloma Faith has a really, really interesting powerful voice kind of in the sense that like powerful in the sense that Adele like Adele has this very uh it's very centered it's a very um I can't I don't really know how to describe it it's just it's very prominent in the mix Mm -hmm. um and it's 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 really good it's still it's electronic it's funky it's super nice um so those are my two my two songs that I've been super obsessed with Crybaby by Paloma Faith you can find both of these on YouTube and um Give Me a Reason by Abibio Sound Machine so there and they both have music videos um Crybaby doesn't have a music video but Give Me a Reason by Abibio Sound Machine does but I know that they're both on YouTube people have posted them there so interesting check them out if you're interested electronic fun shit i love it so sure i need some new stuff to listen to that's like a lot of k-pop songs are not like they're like jams but Mm -hmm. they're not like power jams yeah i feel that i need some new like power jams totally Totally. well there you go see if you like them check them out baby and give me a reason cry baby give me a reason good favorite things good favorite things good favorite things um so do we have two texts what do we We have got two text messages um let me get to them okay uh this one is from Colorado. Hey, Sam and Joe. My name is Emily from Colorado, and I've been a huge fan of the podcast from the very first episode. So I have a would you rather for the two of you. Would you rather live a life without the use of shampoo or would you rather live a life without sugar? I love the hell out of you boys and keep on podcasting. Thank you, Emily. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Good question. Yeah, good question. Um, I have a friend who just doesn't, hasn't used shampoo in years. What? She's got super curly hair mm-hmm. and you're like not supposed to shampoo shampoo it what? like i'm talking like super dry like yeah like ringlet curly hair you're supposed to like massage conditioner in it interesting and then like let it rinse clean yeah so she huh. hasn't used shampoo in years so i know it's possible mm-hmm. but i don't think i would well okay i can't live without sugar right for one i think you have to have it to survive <laughs> it's mm-hmm. in like fruits and stuff that's true also i get really upset when i don't eat sugar oh you totally i have an addiction like I am addicted 100% to sugar. Like when I don't have it, my body starts to shut down. It like can't function. <laughs> like it's bad. I was like actually Googling addicted to sugar the other day. Oh my God. Because my grandma has, um, she's got that thing where is it hypoglycemia where you don't, where you need more sugar? I think so. I think that's probably right. I'm not she's a doctor. She's got whatever where like, you know, you need the sugar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Holy Grandma shit. needs the sugar. Yeah. I might start needing the sugar soon. Mm-hmm. But oh I my god. need sugar. Oh my god. Like crispy M&M's. Oh fuck need, crispy M&M's. I need my Arizona iced green tea with raspberry flavor. Mm, oh my god. Very I have specific. have right beside me. I need some Skittles. Skittles. I need. You and your fucking Skittles. I go to Walgreens every other day and look at the candy owl for the bargains. Oh my god. Because the they have sales. The like, Bergen Burden. The sales change every day there. 
I mean, they gotta keep you occupied. Have, they love like chocolate bars for like sixty nine cents, and I'm and I'll get like four of them. Jesus, I mean, that's your diet basically. You don't need anything I else. I need sugar. I don't need shampoo. Okay, mm. get it out of my face. Oh my god! I've had wow. the same shampoo for like ten years. I think I've mentioned that before. Yeah, it's I think like you have industrial... like a eighty eight gallon barrel yeah, of shampoo or something. It's like a vat of shampoo. Mm-hmm. So whatever, I could throw that away if I didn't. If just I be had a disgusting, oily cretin while you're eating your crispy M and M's. Sure. God bless. What about you? So, uh, by this, I was thinking about this question and I was like, I'm assuming that this person, if I put this into context of like no added sugars to things. Oh, okay. So like uh-huh. no like art, no like no things that have sugar added to them like like sugary drinks and shit like that. But natural sugars and like fruit and stuff like is fine. Even with that, like there's like and literally anything, anything and everything processed has extra sugar in it. So I'd be like I I'd, I'd have to go on like a raw vegan fucking diet to like avoid all artificial like um, everything that has sugar in it. And also I've I've experimented with artificial sweeteners in the past like stevia and splenda and it's it's like... It's just not the same. It's no, just, it's not very good. It's not. It's just not the fucking same. Mm-mm. Um, and also like, oh god, like I do like sugar. I do like. Oh yeah. I think. I think I'm gonna have to agree with you because like, um, those M&Ms. banana chips that we eat are sweetened. Yeah, exactly. They are. Like even yeah. those are sweetened. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's like I think I'm eating healthy and I'm just eating fucking bananas covered in sugar and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so healthy, but I'm not. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> okay. And. It, you know, those like 67 gallon drums of yogurt you were having a phase with probably have added oh, sugar honey. to those too. Injected with sugar. You know. Oh my God. I'd, I don't think I'd be able, I'd probably die of starvation if I couldn't eat anything with added sugar. Me too, actually. What am I so, going to drink? Water? Yeah, what? Not in this day and age. Mm-mm. I'm not a sucker. Not in front of my salad. Is that meme Mm-mm. dead yet? That was dead a month ago. So what else is going to die? Isn't isn't the, aren't people trying to ship the Babadook and the Pennywise the Clown now. Oh, I saw that and I was over it the minute I saw it. Honestly, I was like, yeah, like I enjoyed the gay Babadook meme for about a half hour and then it was overrated. Like, let it die. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I, I digress. I'm I'm gonna have to be an oily troll under a bridge with you while we're eating our crispy M Ms. Sure, that sounds great. Agreed. Uh, well, thanks. Good question, Emily. Good Send question. us candy in the mail, please, please, God, please. Uh, and now we've got a question from Florida from <laughs> Reed. It says, "Hey Sam and Joe, my name is Reed, longtime fan of Joe. I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning. So currently, at the time of sending this text, I'm living through Hurricane Irma as the eye is coming directly over my area." This is three days ago, by the way. There's currently 100 plus mile per hour winds being reported and we're not even at the worst time yet. So as scary as this experience is for us Floridians, currently, my question is, what's the scariest weather situation you've ever been in? Thanks again, y'all. Keep up the good work with all your content. Love. Oh my God. Thank you so much for the question. I hope you're safe, Reed. Yeah, Yeah, I hope you're safe and dry and nothing is too bad. Yeah, I hope everything's good with you because like that was that storm was fucking no joke. Yeah. Like, you know, millions of dollars worth of fucking damage. I hope that you're doing well and everything's all right with you. Um, I've I've never lived in a place that have had that that's had really very many occurring natural disasters um, compared to a lot of other people because I I grew up in Montana and then I lived in Boston for a little while. Um, and in Montana, especially, we were surrounded by mountains and we're a landlocked state. And so we don't get hurricanes, obviously, but tornadoes, because we're in such mountainous areas, can't really um, touch down because there aren't, we don't have flat areas for it to travel across. They always get intercepted by mountains. Um, and then earthquakes, I feel like aren't, I've, I've, there's been a couple earthquakes. Most recent happened a couple months ago, which was like record breaking, even though there was like no damage, it wasn't crazy or anything. Um, the only thing we really worry about here in Montana is Yellowstone erupting and killing basically the entire human race. But that hasn't happened yet. So I really haven't had to deal with anything like natural disaster wise. Yeah. Yellowstone's a a volcano. It's a giant fucking caldera. Is it dormant? Um, yeah, I think the last time, I think it's due. It's due to go off again. The last time um, it went off, it like shot ash all around the world and like decreased the temperature by like 10 degrees Celsius and killed like everyone. Well, I'm ready to die. Honey. Good I'm luck. Ready. Mm-hmm. I feel like it usually smokes a little before the big Before, before the, the cojona goes off. Yeah. So I would add, you know, don't worry too much. 
So what about what about the South when you were growing up? Did you like were there locusts? Did you get eaten by cicadas? Well, tornadoes. Oh, okay. a tornado like destroyed the town next to ours. Oh my god! But I was never really like super afraid of tornadoes growing up. We would have tornado drills in school, so we like mm-hmm. knew what to do and whatever. But I was never it never really freaked me out or anything. But then there were there were earthquakes right before I moved or right when I moved back from Philly. I think Ooh. there were earthquakes for a little bit. But I think the scariest weather was in Philly. Mm. Like I was there when there was like the blizzard of like 2010 or whatever, mm-hmm. and like it covered my car completely like there i couldn't get out of the house i had to like go through a window and like school wasn't canceled so i had to like drive on the icy roads and that was probably like like i shouldn't have been driving on those roads i remember my just like not having control over the car Mm -hmm. like just you would have to go like five miles an hour or below and anything over that you were just like straight around sliding right oh that's horrible but it was like um I would say that would be the scariest, but that wasn't like super life threatening, I guess. It was just Mm -hmm. like really a scary, cold inconvenience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I've ever lived through any. Yeah. Like super crazy. Whatever. I mean, when I think about it, when you describe that, that basically happens in Montana every winter. We Mm -hmm. have a we have a snap where um, it like we get the feet of snow and then also our roads ice up and it's very dangerous to drive. Um, and I guess I, I guess I didn't really consider that to be, um, kind of like a, like a, a natural disaster or whatever. I guess it's not really, it's just kind of like an, like you said, a really, um, an inconvenience per se and also dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but since I grew up with that, I guess I didn't really think about it, but yeah, no, like that shit, it can be horribly dangerous. And, um, because like, I know people who have had so much, um, snow on their roof that it like collapses in like that shit is crazy. And then also like people who have slid off the highway and rolled their car and also um like sliding off the highway because of animals in the middle of the road and it's icy and they have to slam on their brakes and it's the winter crazy shit like that but i don't think like it's scary and it's it's bad but i don't it's i don't think that's comparable to like a fucking hurricane that's like crazy right yeah but i guess that's what i get for living in a landlocked state where no one lives here except for elk i guess I guess. Nah, I but, get, well, don't hit a nail. You know, well, that'll fuck up your car. Yeah, that'll kill me. Or like a moose. Yeah, I'd be fucking gone. I drive a little Honda Civic clown car. I'd be toast. Sure. Um, That's one thing I'm afraid of, of going to the South, is I feel like I'm going to get eaten by bugs. It's not too bad. Really? They spray. Like, every single year, they spray ditches mm-hmm. for, like, mosquitoes. Because, like, I don't... I, it was never really a problem. I remember getting mos- a couple mosquito bites, but nothing, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. No, you don't gotta worry about bugs. Because one thing we don't have here in Montana that I've ever seen are fucking roaches. We don't have cockroaches up here. And I bet I feel like, you do. I mean, I've, I've never seen seen any they're there whether they? you see it where do you see them or not honey like, I, they I live always... rain or shine cold I... actually i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh, like, let me I, say I... are there cock roaches in cock. montana <laughs> are there cock... there are four kinds oh my god none of the roaches are found in montana but roaches can be carried here through shipping or travel oh my wow. god <gasps> Uh, the most common roach that we deal with in Montana are the German roach, but the smoky brown can also be found here as well. Oh my God. Because I feel like everyone else that I know that lives anywhere else has dealt with like roaches in their apartment or something gross like that. Yeah. Roaches are there whether like your apartment's clean or not. Yeah. They just, they're they're just, you just like can't there. get rid of them. The only bug I've ever seen in my apartment, I did see a house centipede, but oh, I don't yeah, know we get how those. it, yeah, I don't know how it got in this apartment though. I've never seen another one in Chicago. And then, um, a couple spiders came through my air conditioner oof i know i was like get out of here were they living in it skedaddle no i guess you know because it's open to the outside i guess guess it makes sense yeah we get house centipedes we get earwigs we have spiders what about like silverfish oh yeah we have silverfish i don't think it's nearly as prominent as it is in other places we have wolf spiders yeah like trapdoor spiders, spiders. uh-huh we call them i think we call wolf spiders barn spiders up here because we live in the fucking country they're barns sure but yeah, I, I killed a wolf spider in my kitchen the other day it was like wow. massive i was like get out of here 
Um, so you cook anyways, it? I'm, yes, I did. It was delicious. A great source of protein. Yummy. God bless America. Well, good there question. Go. Good question. Good question. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I, I jumped I from that. Read. Yeah. Oh, read. I don't know how I jumped from that to uh to insects, but I did. So you're welcome. Natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Plagues of locusts. Plagues of locusts are a natural disaster. I guess. And so are we. So. I guess. <laughs> I don't know how natural we are. Mm, yeah, we're pretty artificial with all the it's, sweetener we put in gay, our body. We're gay. It's not natural. Yeah, exactly. It's not so, natural. Not natural. Well, I think we should go and pray the gay away. So well, yeah, uh, we'll go do that. And mm-hmm. uh, there will be a bonus episode for the patrons this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you guys for the questions. We always need more of them. We tell you how to send them to us in the outro. So keep sending them to us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we will see you guys next time. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at the show SamandJoe.com. You can also support and help keep this podcast going by checking out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash the show Sam and Joe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show. We also have merch available. If you want a cup of fresh air mug, how to train your brain shirt and more, visit our Spreadshirt at spreadshirt.com slash the show Sam and Joe. Also, you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with your questions or comments or hit us up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Alex P. Alexander B. Allison B. Austin B. Ben B. David M. Devin D. Dylan M. Eric H. Feliciano D. Henrich B. Jack C. Jazza. Jonathan S. Joshua L. Julian S. Justin. Kevin V. Kylon C. Martin M. Nick I. Pablo F. Rebecca D. Zachary H. Vincent L. And Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you next week on... The The Show! Show.